final 12 seconds. Davidson has two timeouts left. Final 10 seconds. Down to six. Jones, the hero tonight. Oh, cold-blooded! Three seconds left. Richmond, no timeouts left. Need a three to tie. Gilliard inside a half court from 30 for the tie. No good! Hello, everyone. This is Ian from the Belk Report. We finally have all three of us together for the first time in, I think, a year, maybe more. Uh, so, <laughs> Colby and Jacob, how are you guys? I am good. It has been a very long, it's been a laughably long time. <laughs> yeah, no, agreed. Excited to do this again. Uh, I've been, we've been wanting to, but schedules have just been conflicting. So it's good to get together and be able to do this finally. Yeah, yeah definitely. sucks. Hopefully, <laughs> see that's don't go to more school than you have to. There, <laughs> fine. <laughs> All right, so it is February 13th. The Cats are in first place in the A10 with a one game lead. They are 20 and four overall and 10 and two in A10 play. The out of conference slate saw the Cats win two out of three at the Myrtle Beach invite thump local rivals Charlotte by 17 points refreshing win over Charlotte and following series of COVID cancellations uh, highlighted by a win against the number 10 ranked Alabama uh, including the Alabama game the Cats went on a 15 game winning streak featuring tightly contested road victories over Richmond and VCU that streak came to an end by a home loss against VCU in another close game uh, since then, the Cats have won four out of five, and these games have been really characterized by the tendency to leave things late, which has earned them the nickname the Cardiac Cats. Um, yesterday, game against Rhode Island, the late game magic fell just short in a 72 to 65 loss. Uh, this was the first true road loss of the season. So, guys, what have we liked so far? I liked the part where we went 19 and one over 20 games <laughs> and a win over our first win over like a good power six power five team. And like, I think like since I was a student, like really, that was a great win. Yeah. Um, I mean, you can't really complain about going on a streak like that. Um, but it's just been a, like really fun to watch. I mean, being a Davidson fan for so long, um, I feel like in years past, we haven't had, kind of the, I don't know, like the it factor to close out these games, whether we're down by a lot or going down the wire. Um, so it's been nice to be able to see us like pull a lot of these through, even if it's not the end result or the, we're not beating these teams by as much as we would want to, but I mean, a win's a win. That's kind of been my motto this entire season. Yeah, absolutely. I think, you know, going into the season, the team picked to finish, what was it, seventh in the A-10? Um, I, yeah, something like that. I know I was not when Jacob and I did a pot at the beginning of the year. I know I was not super high on our chances of having a good season. So it has been, it's, it's certainly exceeded my expectations. And I think it's done that for, for pretty much everybody. Yeah. I think I said they would go 10 and eight in, um, I think I said 10 and eight in conference and like eight in this is when we had like 11 non con. I think I like, I think I thought we were going to go like 18 and like 12 or something. So it's, <laughs> it's been a lot better. It's been a lot better than what I thought. 
yeah, already at 20 wins, you know, we'll take it, we'll take it. But seems it's not over. Um, so obviously there are a lot of good things. We're brushing over a bunch of that. I get that. Um, is there anything that you guys think needs to be improved on? Over the entire season or over the last, what, six, seven, six games? Ever since the second VC. I'm going to look at the schedule real quick. I don't know. The last – so it's one thing to play close games. It's a whole other thing to do what they've been doing lately. So last three games, it's not been like – they've been going down by double digits, and then you have to come all the way back. So, like, we did – we kind of shot ourselves in the foot against Rhode Island for that little bit in that first half when we let it get to, like, 14. And then for the rest of the game, we played a really good, solid game. I don't know if it was that good, but, like, you know, we were beating them. Um, so just don't go down by 14, guys. <laughs> That's my letter crest. Because even before then, like, against – I'm looking at the schedule, LaSalle and St. Bonaventure, right? Those were close games, but we were up by double digits at one point in each of those. And that felt more like we were just holding on to a lead rather than having to, like, scramble to get back into the game. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's always tough, uh, especially we've been starting really slow, which is very uncharacteristic of David, Davidson teams. I feel like we usually, in years past, I mean, I feel like we really come on strong after halftime is kind of where it starts to go downhill a little bit. Um, but I mean, it's just one of those mental things that's like hard to really, you can't really like practice isn't going to like do that. I think, I don't know if we're just not ready going into these games. Um, to start and then we need to go down to like kind of get that wake up call which is what it feels like a lot of the time um, but yeah it's I mean we keep winning though so yeah that's that's certainly the important thing um, it's not the prettiest of results but there's still wins Colby said it before you know a win is a win so that's really what matters and you know like no to, other team in the A-10 has 20 wins so. yeah I like to think of it as character building for March if we get in the tournament we'll be ready so, yeah it's a huge moral victory to be able to do that. I mean, as stressful it is, as it is to watch, and I'm sure it's stressful for like the players themselves. I mean, it does build their confidence because you can see, I mean, we go, go down 14 yesterday and I didn't really look like, I mean, we haven't like given up in a game at all this year. I mean, there's only four lot. We've only had four losses, but I mean, they played, they played through the entire thing, which is awesome. Yep. Yeah. And what are like, when I generally think of marks of a good team, like one of the big things is still winning games, even when you don't play well. Yeah. And this team for the past six, seven games has not been playing to the same standard they were earlier in the season, mm -hmm. but we've still won five out of the last seven. I mean, we could go back further and make it what 23 out of something or 20 oh, out of yeah, yeah, I'm adding games in here. Yeah. I think it's, I think it's 19 out of 21. Yeah. I think. Just, right. just, it's a little ridiculous how we have to like say they lose a game to Rhode Island and all of a sudden it's Davidson sucks. Yeah. Um, for A10, you know, no other team in the A10 is 19 and two over the last 21, but you know, Ken Palm is more important than record. So I did not realize, I thought Rhode Island was going to be a Q3 loss. Um, I did not realize for like six hours after the game yesterday that it was only a Q2 loss. Yeah, it was, I mean, it was, yeah, like Rhode Island is bad though they have athletes to be good they mm -hmm. just you know they have they're not coached well and the Mitchell twins are uh, the Mitchell twins are a head case I watch them sometimes and I'm like what are they doing like 
they don't sometimes they just don't put any effort in just bad basketball players um but like if they want to play well they're good and you know it's a q2 loss so i let's maybe they'll go and they'll beat dayton maybe they'll beat dayton at home in their next game that would be really fun rhode island's so weird though because i mean you just watch them and they just look like they should be so much better than yeah would show which is like i feel like it's really characteristic of a lot of the a10 this year like there's so many teams that are good and like whether like games just haven't fallen their way playing like below standards the entire year i know you could make the argue that if they've been this bad for this long for the whole season then it's probably an indicator they're a bad team but i feel like rhode island is not they're just not like as low as like they shouldn't be as low as they are it's it's a very mind-boggling but like games like that then hurt us because i mean these are really good teams but they've just like lost some bad games and then that hurts us even though they are like a solid team yeah I think someone on the forum I saw say this. It's like the A10 is made up, like a half of the A10, maybe more, is made up of like just underperforming, really athletic, talented teams, right? There is like no way that St. Louis should be this. Or sorry, there's no way that Rhode Island should be 12 and 10, right? Yeah. They should be so much, so much better. Like the Mitchell Twins again, they were top 100 recruits. Shepard is very good. Um, you know, they have pieces. Right. There's like no way that GW should be nine and 14. Yeah. You know, GW has like three guys that were ESPN top 100 recruits. Right. So it's just like half the league is just like a landmine because, you know, on their day, they're good. But like for the most part, they have a really bad coach who doesn't know how to actually like get anything out of his players on like a consistent basis. Yeah. And then on top of that, we're just getting all the like being on top's hard. We're getting like 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 GW, like not a great team but they looked like a top five top six team when they played us we're getting everyone's best game consistently it's tough especially on those teams that are just so athletic like if people are ready to go and they're like pure athletes like a lot of these people we're talking about like it's hard to stop sometimes yeah if bishop like on gw if bishop's hitting shots and famicell is doing his windmill dunks you know those that's two of the that's when they're like ceiling is two of the best players in the a10 with like their talent they just don't usually perform too bad but against us you know <laughs> remember bishop was hitting like james harden step back like prime james harden step back threes with like guys in his face and i was just yeah. like great this is what we're doing today yeah yeah and yesterday also with the way roadie played um i mean they were hitting they're not a good three-point shooting team they were hitting threes also what did they have one or two misses from the free throw line when they're a 65 percent that was on the yeah. line they had a shooter go like seven for eight or like six for eight or something crazy. Like Jalen Carey was hit. You know, I I said, it's just about like, you can't let things snowball. Like when it gets to 14, like that, that run at the beginning was like almost just because Jalen Carey and Jalen Carey, like I love him because he started at Syracuse. That dude is a terrible shooter. He was hitting like, he was hitting contested threes. And I'm like, what is going on? Yeah. Yeah, and that's the thing. Like, our performances in the past few games have really not been at the level they should be. But also, you have to tip your cap to the teams who are playing that they are putting in their best performances in that game. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's tiring. When we play Dayton, we should tell them that we're UMass Lowell. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, imagine how good the A10 would be if, like, all these teams just played like this all the time. Like, yeah. It would be a multi bid league instead of a half, like, Whatever is it? We're zero bid league right now. <laughs> <laughs> it's, 
it's really I think it just comes down to the coaches. These coaches like are good enough to like stockpile talent, but none of them know how to actually coach it. Yeah. Like I can't I swear, and I can't believe we're getting into this, but like Billy Lang has like some really good players at St. Joe's, and that dude just when they said he doesn't like to run an offensive system, it's organized pickup basketball. I'm like, that's not good. You should that's not good. <laughs> should have some, it's, this is like this is this is a high level, this is high level division one college basketball. Your offense shouldn't be pickup basketball. Yeah. Yeah. So um, so let's jump in to look around the A10 a little bit. I mean, we talked a little bit about almost every team already, it feels like. Um but so Davidson's on top. VCU is a game behind, tied with Dayton on nine and three. St. Louis is at eight and three in fourth behind them, followed by Richmond at eight and five, Bonaventure six and four, and then Mason, George Washington, Fordham, Rhode Island, UMass, St. Joe's, LaSalle, and Duquesne. So Bonnie's had a huge win Friday night. That was that was good to see. They are alive. Um, Live. <laughs> I was a little surprised um, looking at you know their their resume so far. It feels like they've certainly underperformed this year, but they've only had one Q three or Q four loss. It felt like they had a lot more. <laughs> their um their resume is not bad actually. Their resume is probably like just based on wins and losses it's probably the second best in the conference besides us, right? They have three Q1 wins, two high-level Q1, two one. One is at 29, one's at 34. They have, you know, they're two and three in quadrant two, so they're five and six. The only reason that everyone thinks they're out is because that net number sucks and because A10 Twitter just likes to jump on teams when they're supposed to be good and laughs when they are bad. Yeah. So, yeah, Bonaventure is a lot. Bonaventure honestly is – I don't know. The numbers say that they suck, but they're they they're you know they have a really good they have a pretty good resume. Yeah, I think you know in a in a one off game, that is not the team I want to be playing. Um, no, especially late, especially late yeah. in the season. I am very glad that we got that game up in Oleon or whatever the joke is. I don't I don't I actually don't know it. Whatever the the, the beating them in Oleon was absolutely huge, yeah. absolutely huge. So who do you guys think um, who's going to get top four? Who's going to get the double buys? I'll, I'll jump in first. Davidson, I think. Uh, Dayton, St. Louis, VCU. Yeah, I'm just – yeah, I think the, the top four that we have right now, I don't think there's going to be much movement there. Um, yeah, Richmond – looks like Richmond has – I mean, they both have eight wins. Looks like Richmond has five losses compared to St. Louis's three. I don't know how you guys may know better who St. Louis is closing out the season with, but I don't really see them losing two games. I mean, they have – they bond on Monday, or I guess tomorrow. Um, I don't think they're going to drop another one, especially like their bees are on that bubble now um, or have been for a little bit, and um, the last loss hurt. But I don't, I don't see much movement happening between those top four. Yeah, I agree. If yeah. Bonaventure goes in and beats St. Louis tomorrow and – Oleon, then I think like obviously we'll have a big shift where I don't know, maybe you swap out St. Bonaventure and St. Louis, but right now I'm going, I don't think St. Bonaventure is going to beat St. Louis twice. I think they're going to lose and yeah, no movement. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I, I tend to agree with that. 
as well as St. Louis has been playing recently. Um, their resume is not the most impressive. Um, going, what is it, three and five in Q1, Q2 games. Um, so they certainly have the potential to be really good, but I'm not totally sold on them yet. Yeah, I, I'm looking at it right now. And let's just say that San Bonaventure against the top 75, it's it's not good enough for it. I mean, it's one and three in Q1. It's say St. Bonaventure jumps up. It's mm-hmm. two and three in Q2, and it's Q3 loss. That's just they're a good team. They're very close. They're on the precipice. And I'm I'm very high on them always. But that's just not that's just not gonna get it done. Yeah. Yeah, Slew's got a bit of a stretch coming up here. So, I mean, maybe maybe Bond does move in. I mean, they're at Bonna, I mean, LaSalle, a little bit of a cakewalk. Then they're at us, home versus St. Joe's, then at Richmond, at Rhode Island, back-to-back, and then home against VCU. So, I mean, that's, a, that's not a way I'd want to end uh, conference play at all. I'm really interested when you say Rhode Island. I'm really interested if Rhode Island, like, turns it back on. Because, like, a team, they're very mercurial right? We were talking about the talent, right? And it's just about them, like, putting enough effort in and playing smart. You know, you beat Davidson at home, you beat the, the conference leaders at home, maybe they turn it on, right? They get Dayton at home, and then, as you said, they get St. Louis. Rhode Island, obviously not double the, double by because they're four and seven, but Rhode Island, I think, could get hot going again for the rest of the season. We'll see if, like, they revive their season, you know? Hopefully for us, they do, so that stays Q2. Yeah. yeah. So, went over Q4, Anybody outside of that you could see winning winning the tournament. I could see, I mean, I think we could all see Bonaventure winning if they get hot at the right time. Their depth is certainly a huge question, having to play, what, four games in a row. Um, what about Mason? I think last night or yesterday, I like, didn't watch any basketball after Davidson, but I saw that they got whooped by VCU, which puts a little damper on it for me. But I think with a healthy Oduro, right, I think they have a very good shot. I think that if they can't get into a double buy, though, it's going to be very tough with their, what's it called, depth. But, um, no, I think they have the talent to – I think they have that starting five is good enough to win the A-10 tournament, depending on, like, you know, depending on the matchup. Yeah, I was going to um, – as far as, like, dark horse, really, I think Mason has the best shot of the other teams. Uh, but, I mean, come the tournament, I'm – I, I just have a feeling like Richmond's going to turn it on um, mm-hmm. and become the team that everyone expected them to become, which is like, if they're functioning at full strength and playing to the way they can, that's a scary team. Yeah. That's an average yeah. team by a fair margin. Yeah. Right now, like if I had to handicap it, I would say like Davidson is, you know, being in first play. I actually think that if you're you know, have the at-large bid in hand. So let's just say Davidson has the at-large bid in hand. They don't think we win the A-10 tournament because that's just how things work. Um, and I think your first tier is VCU, Dayton, SLU. And I think that it's hard to really split them at the moment, um, even though people keep telling me. You know, whenever I post my tiers, the VCU fans are like, we're the best. And then Dayton fans are like, no, we're best. Actually, Dayton fans are like, we're better than Davidson. And then St. Louis fans are, you know, they think they're best. Um, but that second tier, Richmond, St. Bonaventure, George Mason, I think all have like very real real chances of winning like that's a legit second tier i think that could win yeah. yeah the issue for those teams is just not dropping the bad ones um in those earlier rounds if they don't get that double buy 
Um, so, I mean, we've seen it a ton already this season in the A-10. Like, I know it's like a very cliche saying, but like any team can beat each other, especially in conference play, and as it's trended this year. Yeah. <clears throat> so now looking at the uh, NCAA tournament chances for the A-10 as a whole, we'll leave Davidson for last, um, since I'm sure we'll have the most thoughts on that. Um, so we touched a little bit on St. Louis, how their resume isn't exactly the strongest. Um, if they do go on a run with this tough stretch coming up, they could certainly get right into that conversation and get themselves a spot, I think. Um, though with seven losses already, I think that's going to be tough coming out of the A-10 this year. I um, think they got to win out at this point. Yeah, I or, yeah, I think they got to win out at this point or go, how many do they have? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. They have seven. I think they got to go seven and oh. I don't think six and zero. I don't think six and one will do it. I think they have to win out at this point. Yeah, and then probably reach, probably reach the final. Yeah, 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 for sure. You don't think? I mean, I, don't know, I feel like if they split between us and VCU, like win one of those and lose one, I don't think that hurts them a ton. But it is another. I guess ours. If they, I mean, if they beat us, that's a Q one win, I think. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Still Q one. Um, looking at it, they have. It'll just hurt hurt them to lose another Q one game because they've lost a bunch. Of, like the, they've lost, but yeah, they have the, a bad record against Q one teams. Yeah, they had, really they, them yeah, they definitely had the games to do it, but they yeah. lost all of them by like five. If they beat Auburn, if they don't like, they really they. I don't. I hate using this word choked, but like they, they lost the Auburn game. You know, they they legitimately lost it. Um. If they beat Auburn, they're in the same position as we are, right? Where we need to go, I think uh, we'll get to us. But like, that's their margin. They don't have a margin anymore. I think they have to go six and zero or seven now. They had a three-game stretch earlier in the year. I think it's Boise. They won, and then they lost to UAB and Belmont back to back. And those are like three teams that are on the exact same level as them. And losing yeah. those close like hurts. Yeah. I mean, those are games. They're- that- they're like from what we've seen them play, they're a bubble. They're like they and may probably are probably do, but you know, St. Louis has played a they have a high sample size, they're a bubble team, right? They, as you said, they beat Boise State and Boise, who's like an eight seed, they beat UAB, who's like first out, and they beat Belmont, and they lost, sorry, they lost to UAB and they lost to Belmont, who are both first out, and they lost to them at home. You got to win one of those, UAB or Belmont, and they'd be a much better position. Yeah, I think if they won both those, they're in. But now that yeah. they were talking about, they kind of have to go on a crazy run here. Yeah. Which is- I mean, I could see them. I could see them going, what is it, 7-0. and um, I mean, I don't want them to. I think the Davidson game is a toss-up. Uh, they were I playing hope- really well before Bona, but, like, that's going to be – yeah, it's going to be tough to have to be at Bonaventure, at Davidson, at Richmond – versus VCU and even in at Rhode Island as a little like trap game too. I hope they don't know they have to win out the rest of the year so we can <laughs> pick up that one. They will tell them they need to go six and one and yeah. a loss actually will bolster their resume. Yeah, they do it on the road to a team that wears red. It helps you if you lose to us. Yeah. We'll, we'll make we'll make them a deal. We should make a deal with both Dayton and SLU that we they let us beat them by 25 and then we'll let them beat us in the conference tournament. That's what I'm saying. We should, yeah, we should have a like back to make them separately so neither of them know that we're like, we'll let you beat us in the tournament if we let you yeah. finish this year and then just have them play each other. 
<laughs> that's that's what we should do. I agree. <laughs> I'm gonna get Anthony Grant on the phone. <laughs> so talking about Dayton, they are the eight ten leaders in net ranking right now. They've bumped up to fifty nine as of today. Um, Wait, what so did we drop to? We dropped to sixty one. So 59, 60, and sixty one are all eight ten teams. St. Louis is sixty. Do they have any shot? No, they don't. It's you. You have three. I mean, they're going to yell at us again on Twitter. Uh, they're the loudest yellers this year. Uh, the Dayton fans. You can't lose to net. Okay, net two forty one at home. Net two seventy five at home, and net two. They got beat by nineteen by Lipscomb at home. Like I realize, like that. Dayton fans love using T-Rank as their, like, only way to tell them if it's a good team or not, and that only takes into account the last two months. You can't lose to three quadrant four teams at home and lose to one of them by 19 and expect to make the tournament, especially with the resume being fine. It's three and two versus Q1 and three and three versus Q2, so it's six and five. It's not even that, like, impressive. It's fine, perfectly fine. They'd be a nine seed if they didn't lose the quadrant four games. Yeah, it's it's just a weird, it's a weird, weird, just resume. I don't understand how you can have like the duality of that. What do you, for those, what do you think's worse? What do you think is more extreme? The three, like the three Q1 wins or the three, like, what do you think weighs more? I think the win over Kansas weighs most, but I just, I think like if it was one quadrant four, you're like, oh, that's fine. If it's two, you're, what? I mean, like with them, like the three, like three Q one wins, regardless of who they like, or three Q four losses. Like, what do you think? What do you mean by way? Like to the tournament, or to like how good they are? Like, what do you think hurts them more, or hurt or benefits them more? It's a it's a weird way to. I'm trying to phrase it. Like, yeah. How how does it break even? Um, I do think you know. Hey, if if this was the ACC and they had three quadrant four losses, you know. I mean, they're still trying to get Carolina in. (laughs) They're trying to. Yeah. yeah, I think the fact that it is not one of the big five conferences, yeah, those Q4 losses is going to be too much. And I kind I, of agree with that. It's also just because they can't – the one thing with strength of schedule is that if you're playing in the ACC, ACC is a bad example. But if you're playing the Big Ten, you know, Rutgers has a quadrant four loss, and they're also in back in the tournament because they beat Wisconsin and Purdue back-to-back, right? Or and Ohio Michigan State. State. Ohio State yes. and Michigan State. Michigan State, Ohio State. And um, uh, the, the other one this week, right? So they're all of a sudden back in. But, like, the strength of schedule gets lifted up. Dayton doesn't play a super hard schedule over the course of the year because so many A-10, like, the bomb 7 A-10 teams are all kind of trash. Yeah. No, that's the thing. Like, the A-10 just is not competitive enough. Like, we don't have those games in conference um, to really bolster the schedule. Yeah. Um, and let, let's let's jump into that a little bit. We were talking about this yesterday. We'll get to Davidson at the end. Um, so we were talking a little bit yesterday about the quality of non-conference scheduling. Um, I think it is it is tough. Davidson it has had what was it eight Q four games out of conference, something like that. Give me yeah. one second. Yeah, it was, um, it was a lot. <laughs> yeah, it was a lot. But I think I think we are in a really tough position because no good team wants to play Davidson um, because we have the ability in any given year on any given night that we could 
beat pretty much anybody if we're hot from three. But at the same time, later on in the season, that could easily turn into a Q3 loss um, if, it's, if it's not a good, a good year. So I think it, it's definitely a balance. Like, how do we need to get more quality out of conference games? But what's the best way to do that? I actually, I guess it's good that we have disagreements because that makes us more fun uh, for listeners. I, um, <laughs> I actually really like the schedule this year because, I mean, I think in years past, we always get told that Davidson doesn't win the non-conference because we get better in January because the thing is so complex. So, like, for my four years, I don't think we've ever had a good non-conference, except maybe Jack Gibbs here. But, like, when we beat two of the worst power six teams, like, in ever to ever play the basketball, you know, game of basketball. Um, I almost like getting to beat up on bad teams. And I checked. It is four. It's four quadrant four games. And then we played one, two, three, four. And then we played four quadrant three. We played two quadrant one. And we played a singular quadrant two. Uh, which was New Mexico State. Um, I like the schedule. I guess it's easier to say that since we beat Alabama, but I just don't, I don't, everyone keeps telling us that we play poorly in the in non-con. They're right. And that's like, if you go on the forum or whatever, and people like since 1967, we haven't played, we have, we don't play well at a non-conference because that's just not how we do it. Right. So I actually, I thought that was good. It got the teams like, confidence up you got the swagger up it let them practice the system and yeah i mean i don't think we need to like flood it with like crazy games but like i mean we like we have so many good acc schools surrounding us that would be such easy pairings and we used to always do a neutral site game um at the hornets arena against one of those teams i would just like to see i mean the hard thing with us is that no one wants to play us at belk either so, like, a lot, like, it's hard to pick up those games. Um, there's some website that I found the other day. It was awesome. And I think, like, since 2003, we have the 15th best home record. I think we're, like, yeah. let's see if I can find it. Yeah. Um, while you look up that, I will say that we were supposed to play Virginia Tech um, at the Spectrum Center. Yeah. And they basically said we're going to play Bonaventure, which was a great decision for them because they beat them by, like, 80. <laughs> Yeah, since 2003, we're 217 and 38 at home. Oh, wow. So, we like, so like, people know. <laughs> Bad records. <laughs> but, like, yeah, we, we can't get games at home, which is tough. But, like, the other big schools will, like, travel to, like, some really bad school and play at their place once in a while. So, it's, like, hard in that respect. But also, I just, I just don't get why we can't schedule those ACC games like VT, Virginia, Carolina, Duke, NC State. I know like Wake and NC State are like the most like wishy-washy back and forth every other year, like good or bad teams. But like on the off chance we get one of those, it's still like a good like name recognition win. Uh, I think it's a confidence booster regardless of who it is. If you beat an ACC, like I think that's a big moral victory especially in like with the recruiting power those schools have compared to us i don't know i would like to see more like a more difficult non non-con as a whole i mean we don't need to load it but like we can't have so many q4 games like it it doesn't do anything for us at that point we should just be playing d3 schools because it holds like the same way i would love to see the a10 do uh mountain west 
more Maybe. more yeah. partnerships like get two of those a year yeah like where you play teams from two different conferences um because yeah. i think you know it's tough as an individual school but yeah. hopefully with loyola chicago coming in next year that'll help with that yeah yeah, yeah that's uh, gonna be, i i keep i always like keep relearning that they're coming to the a10 so i just forget about it because i'm focused on it right now but that's gonna be so much that's gonna be such a great addition and then Great Mason has a top 100 guy come in, so Mason's going to be even more competitive next year. I think the A10 on like on on balance is looking up. I like talking about this a lot uh, on the Twitter, but like BCU brings in two top 100 top you know four star guys. Dayton is bringing in that Mongolian player who's top 100 on ESPN. He's not on Rivals, but like he's top 100 on ESPN. George Mason brings in like. As you said, the four star are Justin Fernandez, right? Yeah, it's Am I getting that right? He's sixty. He's like sixty five or something. Yeah, yeah. He's really, he's really good. Um, St. Louis is has a lot of talent right now that everyone's coming back, right? And they might even get back. Um, what's his name? Uh, Perkins, yeah. Devontae Perkins. And like, yeah. So I think the A ten in general is like, we. The conference just needs the bottom teams. It, you can have two stink teams a year. You just can't have five do we how many is it there's like some you shouldn't you shouldn't have like five below 200 net teams um but yeah i mean we're looking good too by the way i'll add that in we look really good too like you know the backcourt sure jones mike jones foster lawyer lee are all supposed to come back lee's had a really hard stretch so i don't think i think the nba right now is a little not in not in play at for right now um and then we bring back, you know, we bring, we bring back Grant and Dez, right? So that's the whole backcourt rotation. And then, you know, Luca is probably leaving. We bring back Sam. Sam gets to switch to center. And then we have you, – you guys have seen Reed Bailey play, right? The, the four-star recruit. Oh, he is sick. And then Sean Logan is also sick. The guy has like 10 blocks a game, and he dribbles like a guard and six foot ten. So it's a good class. I mean, yeah, it's, it sucks losing Nelly and Luca next year. But, I mean, if we're, if we're replacing them the same size and arguably more athletic, I don't know if you can get more athletic, more athletic than Nelly. But um. Yeah, um, that's another thing, too, yesterday when we were, like, just – I felt like we needed to play Nelson more yesterday. The whole game, I was, like, put in Nelson. Um, like, the what his energy against uh, – what was it? Against um, St. Joe's, I thought, was the reason we won that game. I wanted more Nelson yesterday. Yeah, I thought he. I thought he would have done a little bit better job on boards, but we got murdered. Yeah. Uh, all right, so let's let's close out. Uh, don't want to keep you all for too long. Uh, let's close out. Super with, Bowl. Sorry. Yeah, right. A few hours. A few hours before yeah, then. What colors are getting ready today? I'm feeling blue. What? Wait, I didn't hear you. What did you say? What color Gatorade? What color do you think the Gatorade is today? Uh, I Ooh. think. I'm putting blue. I, I it's it's like a homer pick, but I'm gonna go orange. So Jacob, you're going with the orange Gatorade. Colby, you're going with the blue. Yeah, <laughs> I think it's gonna. I think yes, it's gonna be orange. Orange Gatorade sucks, by the way. It's not a good. It does. One. It's it does. Cool. So bad. Some red is really bad sucks. too. You say blue yeah, there's too many blues. There's too many blues now. The dark the blue is terrible. The OG blue is good. The cool blue. The other no. one's a, like, it's like glacier freeze. That one's yes, that, I like that one's freeze. the best. That one's the that. best. What what is it? What's it supposed to be? Glacier freeze. 
It's like sour. <laughs> what? It's like sour. I don't agree with you. No, Ian and I are on agreement on this. Um, red is awful because red just, it's like fruit punch. And if I want fruit punch, I'll go drink some fruit punch. Red and blue are the two best. Oh, no, not red. I, I agree. I agree. Yeah. <laughs> All, All right. right. <laughs> Back to um, So, how are you guys feeling with tournament chances? Oh, God. Uh, so, <laughs> I say, oh, God, because I can't do this anymore. No, it's just crazy that a 20 and 4 team is like on the bubble, on the bubble, like 100% on the bubble. I just, I hate the A10. Be better. Be what you used to be. Um, tournament chances. I think we need to split. Rhode Island, I'm uh, sorry, I think we need to split um, Dayton and St. Louis and we'll be in as a very low 10 seed. I think that's, I think 15 and three is the magic number, low 10 seed, high 11. If we don't do 15 and three, then and go 14, four and like reach the conference finals, it's going to be a sweat in my opinion. I, I, it just, it's so frustrating that like, that's a thing, like, realistically, we should be the happiest. I mean, we're 20 and four. Like, that's unreal. I mean, I think yesterday before our last, there was, like, the best start Davidson's had since, like, the 60s. Like, we're having an unbelievable year, but, like, the tournament is just, like, I feel like weighing over Davidson fans so much. I, I think it's weighing on the team, too. It's, like, like it, it, just, it just sucks that we, like, are worried about that so much more instead of, like, being present for, like, wow, we're, like, really, like, the, the idea of just winning the like regular like the conference like a ten, like for the regular season is like not even. I haven't heard. I haven't seen or heard it mentioned, which is like. I un- was. We were going to start doing like, looking at the standings if they had beaten Rhode Island, but like I agree with you. I think it's weighing on the guys too. I think it weighs on everyone. Um, like there's no reason why Davidson should be shooting this poorly. I think the team just has so much pressure on it right now. Yeah. Um. Like the team, like guys, the team is shooting awful, and they're not playing well on offense. And the defense has actually been pretty good. The defense has been fine, but like, yeah, I think the pressure and and you know, everything. Hopefully, this loss is just like a kick in the ass and just like yeah. you know, a nap. Yeah, eventually it has to get better. But like, I it doesn't concern me because it's just like this is clearly not the normal. Like we know that we don't shoot like this. Like, Luca was shooting, like, 60% or something from three, and he's put up two, like, overs the last two days. Yeah. Like, every time he gets the ball open, I still wonder. You know what I mean? It's not like yeah. – we're not to the point where, like, we can't shoot. It's just, like, we just need to find a way to come out of it. We need a game where just everything falls our way just to, like, give us that push. Like, oh, yeah, this, this is what like, we do. Get your swagger back. I mean, hopefully – I, you know, I, I'm really we're always worried about like jinxing, jinxing and everything. So every game I've been saying it's going to be close, and every game is close. So I was like, all right, I'm going to say that we're going to go beat Rhode Island by a lot, and then obviously it didn't happen. So I don't want to do this again. But like, we need to use this Dayton game as just a game to just see it go through the hoop, and yeah. just use that for the St. Louis game. Because like, if we can get hot, we just need to get hot again. That's yeah. it. That's really the end of the. That's really like the end of the discussion, right? Just got to get high again from three, and every problem that we have is fixed, right? Defense can give up seventy points. Yeah. If we're shooting threes like we always do, yeah. then like you know we'll score eighty-five. Well, yeah, so like we don't even need to be like hot. We just need to get back to our average. Just get back to 40 percent. Yeah. yeah, we just need to get back to our average, and we are like if we're shooting our average on this stretch, we don't lose to BC and we don't lose to Rhode Island. 100% agreed. If we shot 35% last night, we win. Oh, yeah, by, that's fine. 
it's just it, it's tough i mean shots don't fall sometimes it's i mean personally i'm very optimistic because it's like for a team that is still winning games when we're not playing the way we want to play or playing up to level or not our average and we're still winning games playing like good teams close like i very optimistic. Yeah. we just need to, we need to get back into it especially for slew and dayton and then we are golden yeah that's that's really I think I agree with Colby right we need to come out against Duquesne have a hot shooting night see like the ball go through the hoop get that swagger back the team had like a swagger to it um heading into like the Richmond and the VCU game where it was like felt like we're just gonna hit everything and yeah. then it, the team looks drained at this point after what happened to say Joe so like get the loss you know like take the loss against Rhode Island get it all your system come out against Duquesne see the ball go through the hoop and then I think, because, you know, this team's not a 25% three-point shooting team. It's a 40% three-point shooting team. Get hot against Duquesne, carry that into St. Louis, and all of a sudden we're right back to, like, you know, where we started. I think there's also something to be said of, I mean, on this, like, bad stretch that we've been on. Like, we haven't been playing, like, teams that make you want to get up to, like, yeah, go. You know what I mean? So, like... I think playing on a stretch where Slew, Dayton, and Mason all together, those are three, like, big games. Fans know it. Players know it. So I think that's also going to be an element where it's, like, it's hard to, like, get ready to go to play St. Joe's and George Washington and Fordham. The school had to beg fans to come out for the St. Joe's game. Like, your team's – I think we were were we at the time, 19 and 3. Your team's 19 and 3. Go to the game. Don't need a free T-shirt. I will say the student turnout was unbelievable. Yeah, like we they had to they had to create a new section off that isn't usually student seating. Really? Yeah, I love that. I yeah. love that because students yeah. have been showing out all year. Um, getting people around the town to come out is a little bit harder. Yeah, I've always said that we have a we have a very big fair weather base. Sometimes we're like some people in town will only come out if we're ranked. They're in. It's like, look, I went to a ranked Davidson game, which is tough. I mean, the people are fans are fans, which is awesome, but. I mean, students are doing their part, which usually isn't the case. Um, yes. Yeah. So, which is which is awesome. The students are usually so fair. Weather. There's more Golden State Warrior fans at Davidson than there are Davidson fans yeah, sometimes. No. Yeah. I. I mean, talking to the uh, person who's in charge of like ticket sales, I was talking to him the other day, and he was saying that students. This is the most students they've ever had in a very long time. So, which is awesome. So, I mean, students are behind it, which is great. I think that adds an, an element too. I think Davidson, I think our team, like when they see the students show up, I think that's where it's also go time for them because um, it's such a close knit community. Yeah. But, yeah. So to get the students out for the next two games, shoot hot against Duquesne, carry that into St. Louis. And all of a sudden we're happy. Again. Yeah. And you were talking about it too. I think the break's going to be, like having Tuesday, like Tuesday through Saturday off is going to be, yeah. I think, this team, regroup. I think like the, the, it just, cause like, again, winning 20, winning 20, winning 19 out of 20 games is just so hard. No matter who, like look at Auburn. Remember Auburn kept like was winning every game by one until they finally lost. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, winning that many games in a row, that many of that many, right. 19 of 20. It's just, so probabilist, probabilistically improbable. Is that the right word? Prob- I don't think that's a word. Probability. It's it's not probabilistic. <laughs> it's not likely. It's very unlikely. You need a lot of breaks. You need to like right. It's just a lot of future clients on that word. 
<laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna invent this word probabilistic. Um, and it just felt like there was like a weight on the guy's shoulders and NCAA tournament and you know Lee being the face of Korean basketball and he's only like 21 years old, right? Yeah. It just feels like the team needed almost to lose. They needed a break. They need to like just go to the spa, go to Kindred, get some lunch. They don't do lunch at Kindred anymore. Apparently, I was told. Oh yet to go. It's way too expensive. No, oh my god, the lunch was lunch was yeah, inexpensive. Lunch was good. Everything else. Yeah. Lunch was like $10 for like the best sandwiches or falafel you like ever had. Mm. That doesn't matter. <laughs> the conversation <laughs> for later. The team just I think that I think this loss can almost benefit this team. Take a weight off their shoulders, go beat Duquesne, take a take a nice couple of days off, and then come out and you know play against St. Louis. Like it's like the conference. That might be the game that decides the conference winner. So go yeah. out and play like it, you know? Yeah. I guess I never really answer the question. I'm not too worried on not getting into the tournament. I think there's no way we don't. I think the same, we're going to take at least St. Louis, or da- St. Louis or Dayton. Although I would prefer it to be that I'm more confident than St. Louis one just because it's home. And I know that's mm-hmm. a good turnout game. Um, and also have gotten scared after seeing a video of the student section at Dayton yesterday when they were playing GW. That place looks like a terrible place to have to play as a road team. It is just it's just all their people on Twitter, but then their students so they're younger and they're drunker. Yeah. I mean, they were packed for GW, which is crazy. That's that's saying something. Yeah, Dayton, Dayton has good fans, so that's going to be a tough one. Um, but Dayton compliment, Dayton compliment yeah. on the show. They're hard to come by. Um, don't say we're not. We don't compliment the other A10 teams. Yeah, <laughs> Colby, I, I agree with you. Um, I do have a, a quiet confidence that, you know, we are going to get in. I think the way we close out the season, if we finish with, you know, losing one more game in the regular season, I think that just means, you know, we have to win one game at the A-10 tournament, which would most likely be against the eight seed. Um, if we lose two, I think we have to make at least the semis, um, win at least two games. Which is crazy, though, because I know we talked about it earlier, but like, like we're talking about only being able to afford one game for the rest of the schedule, and then we end at like what, like twenty five and five, like five or something like that. Twenty four. If we five. go, if we go fourteen and four, which was my original magic number, if we go fourteen and four, that's twenty four and six, and I think that gets you a play-in game, and you gotta get to the A ten finals. So that's probably twenty and double by. So that'd be twenty six and that'd be twenty six and seven. Which is an unbelievable record, and I it's just a pretty good it. record. Yeah. I just think that we're like so stressed, like so stressed over tournament odds with such like an unbelievable like yeah. record, which yeah. is tough. But that's uh, what we got. Let's what let's do fifteen and three. Yeah, yeah. If yeah, we I do agree. fifteen and three, that's twenty five and five, and it's uh, if you make the semis, that's twenty six and twenty and twenty six and six. Yeah. Which, if twenty six and six doesn't get you like at least a ten seed, then like we should just go back to the SoCon conference. Yeah. What's the point of playing in the A ten if twenty six and six doesn't get you in? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's true. That's true. All right. Any closing thoughts? Please shoot better, guys. We all <laughs> love you. I'm trying to be positive. Please shoot better. <laughs> yeah, that's my take. <laughs> yeah, I mean, said earlier, just need to get back to our average. Um, I'm not worried at all. It's bound to happen. You go on cold streaks. Um, we'll, we'll be fine. I think it's hard. I think losing to Rhode Island is, I think there's a lot of recency bias of like the sky is falling as 
Twitter would have made you think yesterday, but it really isn't. I mean, it's a Q2 loss, so what? Um, I'm very, very happy going into these last couple of games, excited for them, um, ready to make some noise. Yeah, definitely. Go Cats! <laughs> I think the way, uh, obviously, that game yesterday hurt a little bit for from a fan's perspective. I'm sure even more from the players and coaches' perspective. But don't don't let it take away from a great season that it's been. Like it, it this has been a really stellar season for the team. So. Absolutely. That's almost why I hate this NCAA tournament thing so much is because the team is 20 and four. We should just be appreciating how, sorry, no swearing, how good <laughs> this team is, right? 20 and four, 20 and four with like buzzer beaters like galore. Like that shot against Richmond, I'll probably watch it in like three years and be like, oh, that was really fun when that happened. <laughs> right. So, yeah, it, it sucks that the tournament is such like a focal point that we're like, 14 and four is not good. Yeah, it's it sucks. But it just takes away so much. It just that's no more no more bracketology. I won't do any more bracket that's a lot. <laughs> but I won't do any more bracketology. Yeah. It's yeah. that's why I was I, I was talking to my dad about that the other day. It's like it's so because we're usually the team that's like we need to win out to play, which I kind of like more because then it's like we just need to do what you traditionally need to do. It's hard playing with kind of like house money where we like earn a spot where we're comfortably in and then you have that pressure of like keeping that line to stay in so that's a lot it's a lot for fans even more for players like knowing that you're in at a certain point but like have to win out basically or not win out but i don't know it's just a lot the tournaments just causes so much confusion and anxiety and it's a lot of pressure so Definitely. much anxiety and so much pressure again yeah it's weird because like we can't even like it losing is okay unless you're an a10 team trying to make the tournament because then it's not okay i kind of like being on the outside looking in for a tournament yeah it's 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 a chase and then if you lose a bad game it doesn't like you know what i mean it's the thing it's all, yeah. games that yeah. got stress you out for no reason like um that year we played uh the pain aldridge year pain aldridge Kellen's gradient Axel 2017-18, right? It's like we weren't going to make the tournament because we were so bad. And I think we were six and seven in non-con, right? Yeah. It was just like go out there and play, right? And the guys just went out there and they produced gonna, good results and it was fun to watch. Yeah, because you are you know you're going to get into the A-10 tournament regardless and then doesn't matter what your record is. Everyone's record is the same. Yeah, just get to double buy. That was literally it. The goal is just to get to double buy and have fun. Yeah. And I think we almost stormed the court against Rhode Island, but then they were like, no. And that was really upsetting. <laughs> yeah. All right, I think we did it. You know, so two games this week: Duquesne Monday night, St. Louis Saturday night. If you have a chance, go out there, be there, support the team. As always, go Cats! <laughs>